0: Hello, welcome to the Lewisburg United Methodist Church podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For sermon notes and videos related to this message, please visit lwbumc.com. The
1: scripture is from Luke chapter 6, verses 32 through 36. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. This is the word of God for the people of God.
0: They say that uh, there are lots of things in life that we have no control over. About the only thing we do have control over is our choice of how we respond. It's been quite a few years ago, and Reva and I were just married and moved to Uh, North Carolina for our rural appointment while we were in school and I think I've told this story in some smaller settings but uh, I rode to school with two other student pastors in the area and about uh, well near the end of the first semester when it was time to pay our tuition for the next semester one of my colleagues, one of my pastoral colleagues, turned to me and said, "Uh, Tim, is there any possibility that I could borrow $700 from you uh, to pay my tuition? My scholarship money is going to be a week late, and I just need to borrow $700. And I said, well, let me talk to Reva. I think we could maybe do that. And so we did. And uh, the next week, there was no seven hundred dollars in return and the next week and the next month and for several months and it got so tense that uh, our riding to school became less and less he found excuses not to ride with us and to drive himself and I found myself going to chapel <coughs> at Duke and uh, finding a place I'm speaking of myself now finding a place as far as I went wa- away from him as I could I was carrying it, and I was getting kind of petty about it, to be honest with you, just frustrated. Because when you're a student in college, $700 in 1985 was a lot of money, and we were frustrated. But I was more more frustrated than Reva. She just kind of takes life in stride. So after a year and a half and still no money, I decided one day in chapel I was going to have to do something and that was I was gonna have to let it go now I know this may not sound like this is a petty thing seven hundred dollars but in my heart it had become that because it was keeping me from being in communion with God and so uh, one day in chapel when we were having communion I looked across the room all the way at the other end of the chapel a room about this size and I saw him and I said God You died to save him just as much as you did me, in spite of his mistakes and my mistakes. And so, I'm gonna let it go. Because I can't continue to harbor a grudge. Even though it is over, in my opinion, a significant thing, and I let it go. And you know, communion had a different meaning for me that day. It really did. And I was glad. And I'm here to tell you that a year and a half, more than a year and a half later, one day on a Saturday afternoon, here stood this person at, at the door of our home with a check in his hand and said, I am so sorry that it has taken me this long to bring this to you. Here it is. Well, I'll just be honest enough to admit to you that I was thankful that I had let go of that grudge ever before he came back. And so as you think about Lent, think about for just a moment about giving up things that really would be better off without. Life is too short for grudges and bitterness and resentment. We've got to learn to let go of those things that hold us back. Yesterday at the service um, for Helen Chevron, I read the passage from Ecclesiastes where it says, Uh, There's a time for everything under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. And I must confess to you, after having read that passage for hundreds of times over these uh, many years of pastoring, I still struggle with the line that says there is a time for love and a time for hate. One day we're driving down the road, uh, my son, uh, Cameron, he was about seven years old and a a good friend while we were in Huntington, on our way to Lowe's to pick up some stuff for the church. And uh, Cameron was talking about, I don't know if Bill asked what we had for supper or something, but he was talking about, and he said, Cameron just blurted out, I hate broccoli. You know, it it was some food he just ate. And Bill looked at him and says, oh, Cameron, you should be careful how you use the word hate. Hate's a powerful word. Hate's a a dangerous word. Hate can take you down a road that you may not want to go. And he says, well, I don't like it at all. And I think it kind of got through to him. What would get through to us today? A younger pastor was being counseled by an older pastor, and the older pastor said to the younger one, Whatever you do in life, whatever you do, and in the life of the church, in the life of your community, you're going to have people that you're going to feel uh, stressed with and, and, and uh, uh, difficulties with. But whatever you do, don't ever let your heart yield to hating anyone. Don't ever yield to giving in to hate because it'll, it'll, it'll corrupt you, it'll hurt you, it'll harm you. And this younger pastor said, Well, I really appreciate that advice, but if you don't mind... I'm going to keep a list just in case I should someday backslide. Life is too short for these kinds of grudges, resentments, self-pity, and hatred. Man went to see his doctor, and this particular person had been known in the community as someone who was rather petty and rather vindictive and critical of people and... The doctor said to him, you know, you're getting older, and I notice that your your criticism and your bitterness seems to be getting a little more harsh. And he said, you really should think about giving that up. And uh, he said, well, I am who I am. I'm honest, I'm to the point, that's who I am. The doctor said, well, your physical health is is okay, but I want you to know that your mental health could be, could use some improvement. And as he walked out, he says, hey. Join me. He walked down the hallway to the doctor's office. This was years ago, and he opened the door, and he said, Look there on the wall. And over on the wall in in this back room of the doctor's office were all these empty prescription bottles. And he said, You know what? As a physician, I spent my life filling those prescription bottles with medicine that I would hope would bring healing and health to people. But just as easily, I could fill those bottles with things that would poison and destroy people. I've made a choice to put things in those bottles that I believe and hope and pray will bring healing and health to people. And it's the same thing with your body and my body. You've got to decide what you're going to put in because what you put in is what comes out. My friends, when Jesus lived on this earth, he was mistreated, he was abused, he was ridiculed, and they nailed him to a cross. And even when they were driving the nails in his hands, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I loved what the the children said this morning, and I thought Tina's message was so powerful. Maybe we all need to come over to the softer side a little bit. You know? We could all do with a little more softness in our life. And there's not a one of us in there that cannot honestly say that there have been moments in our lives when we've been a little too hard, a little bit too harsh, a little bit too rough. You know, some of those people that are soft and gentle and some of those people that are hard and harsh, that's us. (laughs) On any given day, that could be any one of us. Life is too short to hold on to pettiness. A lady told about her Sunday school class one time. She said to me, I could tell she was upset. She said, my sister passed away on September 20th and I didn't get a card from my Sunday school class until October the 3rd. That's 13 days. What took them so long? I'll never forgive them. But the one that I'll never forget is this one. Dr. James Moore tells this. He says that, There was a family in a church who was very upset about a decision that the congregation made as a congregation about a social issue in their community. And they decided that they were so disagreeing to it that they left the church. And they were gone one year, two years, three years. They were gone for five years. They visited other churches, but for five years they didn't go very much. But it almost obsessed them. They would talk about it at the dinner table. They would frustrate over it and say, we just can't understand why our church that we love made this decision and we're just so upset about it. After five years, they finally decided to let it go. And they went back to their church. And they were so grateful they had done so and probably realized how foolish they were in, in, to allow it to, to keep them from worship. But you know, the most interesting thing happened during that time that five-year period when their children were like preteens when they talked about it every night at the dinner table almost they discovered that five years later when they went back to church their children did not want to go and it wasn't just because they were in those difficult teenage years yes my friends bitterness and pettiness can turn the people you love away from important things in their lives. And if I quote Jim Moore, he said, five years of bitterness, five years of ill will, five years of hostility, how do you heal that kind of harm in another person's life? And just in case you should ever wonder, I will say this, even though we don't have any children living in our home, except for Kenzie now, which she's an adult, I will say this with much gratitude, that over all the years of ministry, when Reeve and I sat down at the dinner table, we never talked about old so-and-so in the church and what this one did and what that one did because we want our children to love the church. We want our children to believe the church. Now, we don't want them to be innocent, that to believe that there are people in the church, that everybody in the church is perfect. They know they're not because we're in the church. But you can't... Pettiness will ruin especially young people. Believe in the potential and the good and the possibilities. And let me close with this final story. Bev Davis uh, was a writer. The late Bev Bev Davis was a writer for the uh, Register Herald many years ago. And she told this story about an author who was in New York City and got into a taxi cab. And the taxi cab um, was, uh, you know, you have to have a different level of faith to ride in a taxi cab in New York City. And... uh, as the taxi cab was pulling out, uh, somebody in another taxi or another car sped by and almost hit them, and they yelled out obscenities to them and waved their fists. But the person that this fellow was riding with just kind of shrugged it off and said, okay. And, and the, the passenger said, how come you just let that slide off and didn't uh, yell something back at that person? He almost hit us. And this is what he said. Many people are like garbage trucks. They run around full of garbage, full of frustrations, full of anger, full of disappointments. As their garbage piles up, they need a place to dump it. Who knows? You might leave here today and to run into somebody with their garbage truck full. And they could dump it on you. According to the gospel lesson today, we should not dump our garbage back on them. Because if we do that, then somebody should take away our garbage truck license. There was a fellow one time who said, when he came home from work, he would unbutton his coat, and before he ever walked in, he would take his coat off and hang it. Only problem was, He didn't really take his coat off. He looked like he was taking his coat off and he would actually pretend to take his coat off and reach up to this peg and hang it up. Go in the house. A neighbor was watching this. and said, I see you do that every night but I don't see you hanging a coat there. And then I watched a couple mornings when I went out and got the newspaper and I saw that you reached over that peg and you grabbed whatever was there. I didn't see anything. and You put it back on. He said, yeah. He says, those are all my problems. I decide to hang them up on the outside of the house before I go into my family because they don't deserve them. And then I decide when I leave the next day, I pick them up and put them back on. You know, the strange thing is in the morning when I pick them up and put them back on, they don't feel quite as heavy as they did when I went in the house. My friends, Jesus is encouraging us today to let it go. And so I close by asking you one simple question. What in your life today do you need to let go of? Any bitterness, frustration, anger, resentment? What do you need to let go of today? Please ask God to help you and let it go. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Good morning, everybody. All right, we're going to talk about these two pieces of material. They're both the same length, and they're the same color, but are they different? Are they different? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about this one right here. How would you describe this piece of material? Fuzzy? It's fuzzy. Is it soft? Would you like to have a blanket made out of this and wrap up in it? Oh, yeah, and you can put it against your face and see how soft it is. All right. What about this piece, though? Is it soft? No, no it's not. It's pretty rough. Would you like to have a blanket made out of this? No, no that wouldn't keep you warm, would it? It's rough. You can put it up against your cheek. You wouldn't want to rub that, would you? No. You know what? These two pieces of material remind me of people. Really? Of people? There are different people in the world. There are some people that are really soft, they're gentle, they're nice to everybody they meet, and they love everybody. But you know what? There are some people in the world that are pretty rough. They're not very nice, and they might be our enemies. But you know what God says? We should love all of the soft people in the world, but we should also love the mean people. But why? But why? I know. That is a very good question. And God says that if we love everybody, no matter the soft or the rough people, we are children of God. Because you know what? God knows that there are soft people, but he knows there are some rough people and we make mistakes. But we need to love everybody the same. So the next time you have that friend that might be a little mean to you, should you be mean back to him? Yeah. No, what should you do to that person? Nice. Be nice, you should love him, that, that's right. That way, that way, that person can come to them the soft side. That's right, so this rough person will change to be the soft person very good point all right let's have a little prayer and you can repeat after me and what i want you to do is take this piece of cloth and i want you to put it over your heart to show that we're going to love both the rough and the soft people everybody in here can come pray after us ready dear god God. thank you for jesus and and thank you for people help me to remember that I need to love all the nice people and all the rough people. I love you, and I know you love me too. Amen.
2: Colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of the people going by. I see friends shaking hands saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I... cry I watch them grow and they'll learn much more than I'll ever know and I think to myself what a wonderful world and I think
0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from the Lewisburg United Methodist Church. We pray that you are blessed by God's word. For additional teaching, resources, and podcasts, as well as who we are and our upcoming events, please visit our website, lwbumc.com.